0: This is Crossroads with Clayton King.
1: So when you know who God is, you can discover who you are. This is important for several reasons, but primarily this, God created you. Doesn't matter what color your skin is or what background you've come from, you were created in the image of God and no one knows more about you than the one who made you.
0: You can tell someone your identity, but is that different from telling someone who you are? And how does your identity change when you become a follower of Jesus? That was the theme of Crossroads Summer Camp last year. Today, we get to listen in on the opening night message Clayton gave to the crowd there in a message he calls Identity, Who You Are.
1: If you and I had a chance to hang out, if I had a chance to drink a cup of coffee with you at a coffee shop or eat a meal with you or sit around a fire pit in my backyard at my house, which is just a few miles down the road, we would find out a lot about each other. You would find out a little bit of who I am and I would find out a little bit about who you are. Our theme all week at camp is this one word, identity. We're gonna talk about your identity who you really are, not just what you like. I mean, some of y'all like ice cream, and some of y'all like cheesecake, and some of you like chocolate, and some of you like fried chicken. (laughs) We're not just gonna talk about what you like. Um, We're not gonna talk about what you drive. Some of y'all, your dream car is a Miata, and that's okay. Uh, Maybe your dream car is a Prius. I don't get it, but that's okay, it's fine. I drive a Ford F-250, diesel. It's who I am. I also, now I I drive it when I have to get somewhere, when I wanna have fun, I hop on my 2003 Heritage Classic, 100 year anniversary Harley Davidson. Black and chrome, it's who I am, it's who I am. I don't wear leather chaps, but I do wear a helmet. It's who I am, okay? I'm not talking about like what team you like. I'm not talking about what your favorite restaurant is because for some of y'all it's Zaxby's and for some of y'all it's Chick-fil-A. I really, I don't know. I don't know. I wanna dig deeper, okay? I wanna dig a little bit deeper and what I wanna do is I wanna help you girls and guys be really focused in on how God speaks of you and what God thinks about you. So here's the first phrase that I wanna put up on the screens tonight to help get our minds in the right direction as we talk about identity. When you know who God is, you can discover who you are. That's point number one. It's the most important thing we're gonna say all week. When you know who God is, you can discover who you are. Write that down and, and do that right now. Write that down. Because if you don't know who God is, you'll spend the rest of your life trying to let other people give you an identity. That's the culture you're living in right now. That's the culture that America has turned into. So when you know who God is, you can discover who You are, this is important for several reasons, but primarily this, God created you. He made you, as a matter of fact, he didn't just make you, he made you in his own image. Theologians call it the Imago Dei. It means that whether you're male or female, whether you are tall or short, um, whether you are African American or Latino or, or lily white like me, I'm not even white, I'm glow in the dark. I'm like fluorescent. Doesn't matter what color your skin is or what background you've come from. You were created in the image of God and no one knows more about you than the one who made you. That's God. I've written 18 books. A bunch of them are on my table out there in the lobby. Nobody, nobody knows more about those books than me. I created those books. I wrote every single word in those books. I co-authored some of them with my wife. I wrote some of them by myself. Nobody should know those books better than me because those books flowed from my heart through my fingers onto a computer screen, onto a page. Think of how much more infinitely and deeply God knows who you are because God actually created you. The one who designs you gets to define you. The one who designs you gets to define you. And here's good news for some of you ladies and some of you guys tonight and this week. You're gonna be um, encouraged, you're gonna be challenged, and you're gonna actually, some of you tonight, give your lives to Jesus for the first time for real, and you're gonna spend the rest of your life knowing who you are instead of trying to chase your identity from other people, from voices on social media, or someone you've never met on YouTube trying to convince you you're something you're not. The one who designs you gets to define you. God made you so God gets to tell you who you are. But before we focus so much on who you are, we have to know who God is first. And here's the second point, it'll be up on the screens. When you know who you are, you know what to do. When you know who you are, you know what to do. Because I am a husband to Shari, I don't hang out alone with other women. Unless it's my mom, my grandma, or a woman over 178 years old. And there are none of them. My mom and my grandma are both dead and no women that old. Because I know I'm married to my wife, you'll never see me in a restaurant alone with another woman. You'll never see me in a coffee shop alone with another woman. You'll never see me in any kind of position like that. Because I know who I am, I know what I'm supposed to do. I'm an evangelist, so when I preach, I give an invitation. I know who I am, so I know what I'm supposed to do. I'm a pastor at a local church, so there are certain things I won't say, there are certain things I won't do, there's certain humor I won't laugh at, because it would be a, a compromise of my convictions. When, because I know who I am, I know what I'm supposed to do. As a child of God, When you know who God is and you discover who you are, you'll have a rock-solid identity and you won't spend the rest of your life swayed back and forth by the latest opinion, the latest voice on Instagram or TikTok, and you won't have to spend all of your time scrolling through other people's feed, looking at pictures of people you don't know, comparing their supermodel airbrush life to your boring B-roll life. Most of us find our identity from this. You should find your identity from this. We're a ministry that believes in God's word, we teach God's word, we stand on God's word, we don't compromise God's word and that's good news for you. So we want you to discover who you are this week by seeing who God is first. Let's read Ephesians chapter two, verses 13 through 22. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ, because he is our peace. Who made both groups one and tore down the dividing wall of hostility in his flesh? He made of no effect the law, consisting of commands and expressed in regulations, so that he might create in himself one new man from the two, resulting in peace. He, Jesus, did this so that he, Jesus, might reconcile both to God and In one body, through the cross, by which he put the hostility to death. He, Jesus, came and proclaimed the good news. It's also the word gospel. The good news of peace to you who are far away and peace to those who were near. For through him, Jesus, we both have access in one spirit to the Father. Don't miss that. Because right there, in just a few words, we see God revealed in his identity. Jesus the Son, God the Father, and God the Holy Spirit. For through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So then, you are no longer foreigners and strangers. That's, that's a former identity. You are no longer foreigners and strangers, but now, look who you are now. Fellow citizens with the saints and members of God's household. That's a brand new identity. Built on the foundations of the apostles and the prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. In him, the whole building being put together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him, you are also being built together for God's dwelling in the Spirit. So let's start off taking straight from the verses that I just read to you, and let's talk about who God is. And simply put, straight from the Scripture that I just read to you, you can see it in black and white right there in Ephesians chapter two. God has revealed himself to us. The Bible promises that if you wanna know who God is, He'll show you. God's not like a weird boy or a weird girl in middle school when you're trying to figure out if they really like you. Anybody been there? I remember the sixth grade. I remember getting a letter from a girl named Mandy. She wrote me a multiple choice test letter. Oh, by the way, letters were our primary means of communication. In the 1900s, they were written on this stuff called paper. It comes from trees. (laughs) I couldn't figure out if she liked me. She couldn't. She knew I liked her. You know how I know she knew? Because I told my friend Jeff, who told Scott, who told Angie, who told Allison, who told Mandy that I liked her. So Mandy wrote a letter on a piece of paper and she gave it. To Allison, who gave it to Angie, who gave it to Scott, who gave it to Jeff, who gave it to me. I opened up the letter, and this is what the letter said. I heard you like me. I kind of like you too. Will you go with me? Multiple choice test. Yes, no, or maybe. Please check the box. She knew that guys have a hard time making complex decisions. When, when you want, if you want to know who a person is or if they like you or what their intentions are, it's going to be hard because people are complicated, okay? And by the way, if you're a guy, can I, I'm not going to talk about dating yet. Uh, we're going to talk about some stuff on Thursday night. But listen, if you're a guy, can I just tell you something? Guys, look at me. Look at me right now. I forbid you to ever in your life ask a girl out by DM or text. I forbid you. Don't you do it. You, sir, you, young man, need to face the, the fear, the sheer horror of being face-to-face with a female. Sooner, sooner or later, you have to embrace it, because chances are you're going to live with one the rest of your life. And it's, not, it's only frightening the first several decades, but you need if you're gonna ask a girl out, grow up, man up, speak up, ask her out to her face. Girls, I'm not your dad, I can't tell you what to do. But trust me when I tell you, you should never say yes to a guy who slides up in your DMs and ask if you wanna hang out. You need to respond to him and say, hang out. What, can your family not afford a dryer? Do you have to hang your clothes? No, I'm, I'm not hanging out. What are you talking about? Plus I'm 12, what are you gonna do? Pedal over to my house on your tricycle? Take me to McDonald's for a happy meal, okay. So we don't have to worry and wonder. We don't we don't have to worry and wonder who God is. He has revealed it to us. Right here in Ephesians 2, I'm going to show you three words. And God is simply these three words. He is Father. He is Son. And he is holy spirit. This is what we have for 2,000 years in the church, orthodox, Catholic, evangelical, Protestant, we have agreed. We don't agree on much when it comes to the different tribes in Christianity, but every Christian believer has agreed since Jesus ascended to heaven built on the apostles and the prophets, just like the scripture says that God exists in a Trinity. That as one theologian said, God is too one to be many and too many to be one.
0: We'll get back to Clayton in just a minute, but first I'd like to let you know about Crossroads Summer Camp 2023. There are a lot of camp experiences out there, but there's nothing quite like the Crossroads Summer Camp experience. We've been providing a life-changing experience for students since 1996. Our mission is to reach students with the gospel of Jesus Christ, help them understand God's Word, and give them the tools to live it out in their daily lives. We aim to be not only the most fun week of each student's summer, our primary goal is to create an environment for each camper to be seen, become known, and have a life-changing experience with God. To find out more about Crossroads Summer Camp 2023 and to register, check us out online at crossroadsummercamp.com. Again, to find out more about this summer's camp, go to crossroadsummercamp.com. Can
1: I explain the Trinity? No, I cannot. I can see imagery that that sort of gets us there. I'm I'm not smart enough to fully understand the mystery and the beauty of the Trinity, but I don't have to understand it to believe in it. I don't understand women, but I believe in y'all. Y'all don't understand us, even though we are pretty simple to understand. We're really not that complicated. (laughs) Of course, that's coming from a guy. You don't have to fully understand the Trinity to believe in it. I've heard illustrations used and they're not perfect, but but to just kind of help you get your mind in that direction, I don't wanna dumb this down. This is called theology. It means words about God. We also call it doctrine, it's what we believe. This is who God is. You could think about H2O, you could think about that compound. It exists, water, as a liquid. Steam as a vapor, ice as a solid. It's still the same thing, but it exists in three forms. God doesn't exist in three forms. God is three persons in one. And and right here in this scripture, Paul, inspired by the Holy Spirit, writing a letter to the church in Ephesus, talks openly and freely and interchangeably about God as Father, God as Son, and God as Holy Spirit. That's who God is. Now somebody asked me years ago when I was in seminary, um, a student wanted to debate me. They were a little more left of center than I was theologically. And they said, well, when you're preaching, do you feel comfortable calling God Father? Because a lot of people don't have good fathers, and that might be a turnoff to people who have had a bad earthly father. They may not be able to relate to God as a father if they had a bad father. Now, my background, just in case you don't know, I never met my biological father. He died before I found him. My dad, his name was Frankie Martin. Um, He never knew I was born because he got my mom pregnant while her husband was fighting in the jungles of Vietnam during the Vietnam War. So he passed away before I was able to identify my mom and dad. I was adopted when I was a couple of weeks old. I didn't find my family until a couple of years ago, my biological family. So I don't, I don't know my biological dad, but my dad that adopted me was the best man I ever knew. His name was Joe, he died 10 years ago. I buried my dad on Father's Day. So when I think about the word father, some, in some cases it, it, it has good meaning, in some cases it has negative emotion, But I'm not gonna throw out what the Bible teaches us about God as father just because I never met my biological dad. As a matter of fact, I wanna say this. None of us in this room will ever have a perfect earthly father. But all of us can have a perfect heavenly father. So every good trait you see in your dad, let that be a reflection of God's design. Every bad trait you see in your earthly dad, Let that be an indicator to you that you have a heavenly father who can be perfect in all the places that your father is not. I'm not a perfect dad to my kids. They could tell you stories. But God is a father. He is our heavenly father. That means he loves us. That means we're his children. See what I'm saying? When you know who God is, you can discover who you are. For God to be father means that God has a family. And that's what we want you to feel at Crossroads. God is also Son. Now we know that the Son is Jesus Christ. We know that Jesus Christ lived on this earth, that he died on the cross, that he shed his blood to take away our sins, that he never sinned, he lived a perfect life. He was a real human being with real flesh. He wasn't a ghost, he wasn't pretending to be a human, He he wasn't in some way, shape, or form a hologram. He was a real person that could snap his fingers. He was a real man that got hungry. He was a real man that got sleepy and had to get away from people to pray for strength from his heavenly father. And the thing that makes Jesus, the thing that proves he was the son of God, not only was he born of a virgin, his mother's name was Mary, but Jesus Christ was crucified, dead for three days, and raised from the dead three days after he was killed. That's, that's the son. But we also know when we read the scriptures that 40 days after Jesus was crucified, he ascended and he went back to heaven to be with his father, but he did not leave us alone. He left us with the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit was not invented or created on the day of Pentecost. If you read the Old Testament, Every time you see the phrase, the Spirit of the Lord, it's all throughout the Old Testament. That's the Holy Spirit. God as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is preexistent. It's not like one created the other. They exist outside of space and time. We can't figure that out, but we can trust it by faith. The Holy Spirit comforts us when we are discouraged When I went through a five-year season of depression after my mom and my dad and eight other family members all died and I had to preach all of their funerals, the Holy Spirit comforted me. When I laid my eyes on Shari for the first time at UNC Chapel Hill in a room with 3,000 college students, I believe the Holy Spirit showed me that she was my wife. I was on I-95 coming back from a Methodist retreat center Uh, at St. Simons Island, Georgia when I was 19 years old in a 1991 maroon Ford Ranger when the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, start a summer camp and call it Crossroads. The Holy Spirit is your best friend. The Holy Spirit lives in you if you're a Christian. If you're not a Christian, the Holy Spirit does not live in you. The Holy Spirit is outside of you convicting you Knocking on the door of your heart, trying to get your attention, trying to show you how much Jesus loves you, trying to communicate to you how much your Father cares for you, that's his job. This is who God is. He is Father. He is Son. He is Holy Spirit. To one to be many, to many to be one it's a great mystery it's a tremendous beauty and it's the most amazing doctrine in the Bible because it tells us who God is and when we know who God is we can discover who we are it's beautiful
0: Have you discovered who you are in Jesus? This is an important question. Are you allowing the one who made you to define you? We would love to walk with you through this journey. Reach out to us at claytonking.com. And if you would like to hear this program again, send it to a friend or explore all the other resources we have for your spiritual journey with Jesus. Check us out at claytonking.com.